Hello and welcome to the Essential Empowerment Podcast. My name is Amelia Adrian. Together in this space, we'll listen and learn about the ability of essential oils to heal and transform our lives. This is a place for us to diffuse wisdom, to share our understandings and to grow our appreciation for the power of plant medicine with essential oils. And I'm so glad you're here. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Wonderful to have you here. And if you really like these conversations and you enjoy learning about the power of plants for healing and the evolution of human consciousness and the plants role in that, then please do share these conversations with your friends, your family, whomever you think may be of benefit and may enjoy listening. It's beautiful to think that we could expand our our little community here just with these conversations that we're sharing in. And today's conversation, I want to talk about two things. I want to talk about, well, one thing really, the pineal gland, but from two angles. I want to talk about its role in our bodily functions and how keeping the pineal gland healthy and clean, toxic free is going to support all sorts of different aspects of our physical health, such as sleep. But I also want to talk about it in relationship to its role in the evolution of our consciousness. I'll talk about essential oils which can help support the pineal gland and thereby support our conscious evolution. So first off, it's a big topic. I acknowledge it's a big topic, but I think we've got it. Okay, so first of all, your pineal gland, if this is all really new to you, or if you know a little bit, like I did when I first started researching this, your pineal gland is a pea-sized pine cone-shaped endocrine gland, and it's located round about the eye level, just in the center of your brain. Sometimes it's known as the regulator of regulators, and it's involved in a multitude of different aspects of the way that our body functions. It's involved in how um, our reproductive system functions, how we grow, the, the body temperature, the blood pressure. It's involved in sleep, how we feel, our hormones. All of these things have um, influence from the pineal gland. It is uh, a gland that influences the secretion of other chemical messengers. Other chemical messengers such as neurotransmitters, endorphins, hormones, and DMT. DMT, also known as, I'll do my best to um, to say the full word, dimethyltryptamine, DMT. DMT, if you don't know, is thought to be a catalyst for higher states of consciousness and intuition associated with the third eye. Third eye, as we know, is that place at the center of the forehead, where also if we travel back into the head, into the brain, is where the pineal gland is found. Let's look at some of the physical ways that the pineal gland supports us. So sleep being one, it's highly involved in the sleep process. And the way that it is involved in the sleep process is is that it's linked with the production of melatonin. So melatonin tells our body when it's time to sleep. 
When our eyes, retinas, begin to detect darkness, they signal the pineal gland to release melatonin. Melatonin begins that process of sleep, begins that kind of relaxation, winding down, everything's starting to relax and move towards the direction of sleep. The pineal gland is one of the most vulnerable parts of our body to toxicity. Any kind of toxin, stressor, or electromagnetic field that's affecting you will strongly affect your pineal gland, which can then compromise the melatonin production and with that compromise, start to compromise your health. The pineal gland is so sensitive to chemicals that it is thought that exposure to modern toxins has shrunk the pineal gland greatly. It's thought that Indian masters of the Vedic period, that's around 1500 to 500 BCE, were believed to have a pineal gland the size of a lemon. And as I say, today we have the pineal gland just as the size of a pea. So the pineal gland receives a tremendous amount of blood flow, second only to the kidneys, which also gives some indication as to why it is so vulnerable to these toxins. So it makes it highly susceptible to, um, to following the kind of environment that it's placed in. So some of the things that can influence uh, the toxicity around you, uh, around your body and around therefore your pineal gland. So the first thing that I want to talk about is aluminium, which is found in many foods, pharmaceuticals, personal care products, even in some vaccines. And aluminium is toxic to your brain. It can damage the pineal gland and the pineal gland's ability to produce melatonin, and it can also contribute to certain degenerative diseases. Second toxin that we want to look out for is fluoride. Now fluoride is found in your drinking water, your tap water, um, in toothpaste, and it's a highly toxic chemical, a byproduct actually of manufacturing. It's basically a fat soluble endocrine disrupting hormone that accumulates in the soft tissues of the pineal gland, creates a hard shell there around the pineal gland, and some people refer to this as the calcification of the pineal gland. It's thought, this is a really big, uh, statistic to get your head around actually but it's thought that around 60% of the population have um, to some degree pineal gland calcification and if you think this is the gland that's beginning the process of sleep like no wonder we have so many sleep issues the third toxic in our environment that also affects our pineal gland is glyphosate. This is an active ingredient that you find in the herbicide Roundup and it's associated with low melatonin levels, no wonder. Glyphosate is believed to suppress melatonin synthesis by damaging uh, gut microbes. Glyphosate also, this is very interesting, increases aluminium toxicity. It kind of almost puts a cage around the aluminium and allows any aluminium that we've been ingested to kind of bypass the gut barrier and then it becomes more um, infiltrated, let's say, within the body. Glyphosate also increases our calcium uptake, so it allows the aluminium to gain entry into our cells by mimicking calcium. So aluminium then promotes calcium loss from the bones because it's mimicking calcium, right? Also contributes to pineal gland calcification. I know it's a lot to get your head around, but it's just something to be aware of when you're 
purchasing your foods are you eating really clean green organic foods and as best you can I know it's not always possible for all of us but also are you giving them a really good wash are you giving them like a really great um, clean so that anything that might be around hanging around the outside of your your fruits and vegetables is getting the, the opportunity to be really kind of washed away and then the fourth thing to think about is the electromagnetic fields that we are all exposed exposed to so exposure to um, EMFs, this can negatively impact the function of the pineal gland and it can therefore suppress melatonin levels. And what it's thought is that the pineal gland senses these electromagnetic fields as light. So it's kind of um, stimulating it almost because the pineal gland is thinking, oh, it's light, it's not time to, to, to rest, it's not time for things to go dark and for the melatonin to start to begin to be produced. So melatonin has actually been shown to be protective against EMFs and helps the pineal gland create more melatonin output, output which can then protect against EMF damage. So let's look at how essential oils have been scientifically proven to help us support a healthy pineal gland to help us protect ourselves against this high level toxicity to help us with decalcification, tissue renewal, toxin removal. Essential oils can be very efficient at removing heavy metals like fluoride. So how can essential oils do this? So as plant extracts, we have the essential oils and they stimulate and support the body's natural detoxification process, which can then encourage the elimination of heavy metals. So for example, in our citrus oils, there is a compound called limonene. And limonene is known to stimulate glutathione production. And glutathione production, glutathione is an antioxidant known to bind to heavy metals. So simply by working, if you're working with really high quality, pure essential oils, something like uh, if you're working with a brand called doTERRA and you're using their oils, which are super pure, you can ingest them. You could take a, a drop of the essential oil, you could put it into your water, a citrus oil, and that's gonna help with that detoxification process. An essential oil that's really helpful as well for detoxification is something like clove. So clove essential oil derived from the flower buds of the clove tree has regenerative properties. And this helps to stimulate brain and autonomic nervous system. Anything that is boosting the oxygen and the immune function would be then supporting the body in reversing any kind of pineal gland calcification. Let's look at lavender, good old trusty lavender. This is one of the top oils that we know we can use to treat insomnia. And lavender is known for its sedative, its anxiety relieving, its calming properties. It helps the body to relax and drop into restful sleep. And what research has shown is that lavender can help to dilate blood vessels. And through this dilation of blood vessels, you're actually allowing more blood to flow through, more oxygen to make its way through to the pineal gland to support healthier function. I'll put the link to that um, scientific study in the show notes if that's the sort of thing that you like to refer to. Researchers also found that inhaling lavender essential oil calms the nervous system and improves the brain waves associated to sleep. I'm laughing just because it's so wonderful. <laughs> lavender essential oil causes a significant decrease of blood pressure. This is a, a quote from the study. Lavender essential oil caused a significant decreases of blood pressure, heart rate and skin temperature, which indicated a decrease in autonomic arousal. Study also found, and this is interesting, not only in terms of 
um, detoxification, but also in relation to higher states of consciousness. The study also found that lavender oil increased the power of theta and alpha brain activities. Now, these two brain activities, they're very calm, relaxing um, brain waves that are associated not only with sleep, but also with kind of a deep meditative process. So improving the quality of sleep, increasing time spent in that deep kind of sleep cycle, but also in that deeply restful meditative cycle. Good. Third essential oil that can help us in this more kind of detoxification process is white grapefruit. White grapefruit has an incredibly high uh, chemical constitute of limonene. Remember that compound that I spoke about a moment ago? And this compound, not only has it been shown to have these detoxification purposes, but it also has an ability to lower stress and to lower anxious feelings. So limonene is calming, mood lifting as well. And this shows that it can have a, a balancing effect or even an elevating effect of serotonin levels in the brain. So serotonin is synthesized by the pineal gland to make melatonin thereby supporting relaxation, thereby supporting sleep. Similarly, when we have lower serotonin levels, we can have more sleep disruption, more sleep disorders, even insomnia. So the, the serotonin boosting effect of limonene found in very, very high levels in something like grapefruit contributes to one that we wouldn't necessarily associate with being a sleep promoter, but grapefruit essential oil is being a sleep promoter. And further research reveals that limonene can really reduce those insomnia symptoms. Also, it will be supporting the detoxification of the calcification, if you like, of the pineal gland. Also stimulates liver, gallbladder, and helps the whole lymphatic system function properly. So it's an incredibly powerful oil there, incredibly powerful for coming um, to support detoxification, decalcification, and um, mood, mood lifting, white grapefruit, maybe a little bit more of an ignored oil, or less, less, less attention paid to it, let's say. Okay, let's look at the more, how can we say, um, the more spiritual side, or the more conscious aspect of the pineal gland. So the pineal gland is associated with visionary states. It's associated with the idea that we can see beyond the eyes. Dr. Joe Dispenza has done a lot of work around this. And if you know any of his books or you like uh, any of his meditations, then you'll, you'll probably have come across some of this work. But what he says is that he is interested in explaining the mystical science of the pineal gland. And he really says that he thinks of the pineal gland almost as like the brain's radio receiver and that it can actually only be acti activated by through certain processes. He says when this latent system switches on, the arousal that's created is moving energy from the body right up into the brain. And he says that the moment that happens, the brain goes into something called gamma brainwave patterns. He says at that point, the individual is having a full on sensory experience without their senses. <laughs> and whatever is going on between their ears, the vision that they're having, they're not visualizing, it's happening to them. And that person is now literally in a whole other world. They're in another dimension. That's why the pineal gland, he says, is called the third eye, because it's a profound vision. So now Dr. Joe takes this a step further. And he says that DMT, that 
compound which sometimes is associated with hallucinogenic states is produced by the pineal gland, released and produced by the pineal gland. And this would then account for those kind of extraordinary visionary states that he's describing. Now, science is not yet there. Science, we do acknowledge that melatonin is produced in the pineal gland and serotonin undoubtedly produced in this gland. But DMT, so far, we only know that it is produced in other areas of the body, other body parts. But very interesting to explore these possibilities. So let's look at essential oils and how they can facilitate us in the development of the connection to, let's say, the pineal gland and all of its possibilities within higher states of consciousness. So let's look at Melissa essential oil derived from the lemon balm. Melissa sometimes is an oil that we use for courage in the heart but also it's referred to as the oil of light. And really it's the big gun for transforming any kind of low mood. And many do refer to it as a powerful way to regulate pineal gland. It's been said that it's especially helpful when assisting trans transformation, let's say, from low stagnant feelings and emotions, especially when those might involve discouragement, um, loss of hope, that sort of thing. Think about Melissa being the oil that's going to help lift that and give us that regulation, that support that will give us connection to the pineal gland. One way you could do this would be just to take a little bit of the pure Melissa, only with doTERRA's I would suggest this if you're going to take it internally, a little bit onto your finger, you just can tip the bottle upside down and then pop that onto the roof of your mouth. From a yogic perspective, we have the association of the pineal gland to the third eye and it's really the this ability to see without seeing it's really this kind of center of intuition the center of foresight really like self-reflection spiritual connection enables us to see deeper truths also it's thought that this third eye center has clearer thought uh, allows us the ability to see uh, psychically to reach higher states of illumination. It's a way for us to access our own inner wisdom, our own higher states of consciousness, creativity, kind of that, that, that creative sparky kind of thinking. So an oil that I really like for that is fur, a fur oil. So thinking of something like silver fur or Siberian fur. Siberian fur has this quality of brightening, almost like with a kind of sparkly nature to it when we use it. And I would suggest a very simple way to use it is just to almost anoint your third eye with this essential oil. So you can just, again, take one drop onto the finger and just place it over the center of the forehead, just above the eyebrow center and just hold it there and then take yourself into a meditation. Tiffany Carroll says of silver fur that it supports us in that which is most precious. She says the breath, warmth and conversion of light energy from the outside to the inside via the pineal gland activation. So again, we have these experts, these masters of the oils talking about the light and the ability of essential oils to invoke, to reflect, to bring in the light. 
and if we remember back to the pineal gland it has this ability to it has this connection with the light it has this connection with when darkness is outside of us that's when the melatonin is begins the production of melatonin begins to be activated so it's this kind of dance between the light and when we look at oils that are sparking that light connection that's really where i think the magical key is for using essential oils to help us with this clarity with this clarity and this clearness within the pineal gland that we're looking to capture good two more oils to look at with regards to this topic bergamot bergamot we know brings balance we know brings perspective and it is said again to allow light to enter and activate the pineal gland which as we know is this glandular equivalent of the third eye so the best way i know to use bergamot essential oil is on an aroma point um, just above the the top of the ear called ear shen men you can search that point if you don't know it on the internet and you would just hold either ear with a single drop of bergamot and hold it there if you don't know how to use oils on points, again, you can go back to a couple of episodes um, previously and you can just sit with that and start to learn that process. Or if you don't want to use them in that way, just breathe it in. Just take the, the bottle and really breathe it in and really connect to the lightness, the light quality of the bergamot essential oil and allow that, and allow that to systematically work through your body. And then the final oil to talk about with connection to higher states of consciousness is Roman chamomile, the oil for spiritual connection. And I would be using this in a way where I would be anointing myself with it. I would be anointing either the crown of the head or the center of my forehead. Again, this is thought to bring light into either the crown, the third eye and the pineal gland. It's an oil that is incredibly gentle, but incredibly powerful, very potent, connects us to qualities of grace, connects us to qualities of compassion, acceptance, higher realms, really is an aid to steady, stable development of those extrasensory abilities. Again, this is something associated with the pineal gland, this ability to sense beyond the senses. So this is a really big topic. It's a really interesting topic and one that we're all really exploring together and working with together. But just use this as a practice. Use this as a way to start to develop and explore your own intuition, your own visioning powers, the dreaming powers and your ability to see without seeing. And, you know, if we start to open our spiritual eyes we really can create greater connection and greater clarity with all of the things around us, with the world around us. We can bring meaning into our life. We can bring meaning into our relationships. We can bring meaning into our work. So perhaps a practice for you today is to take one of the oils that I've suggested and to use that on the third eye point, just above the eyebrows, center of the forehead, and close down your actual eyes and see what you see. See what you see with the eye that doesn't see. And then honor, really, really calibrate and honor that vision. Perhaps you write it down. And when we write things down, our dreams, our visions, our intuitions, our feelings, we bring them from the immaterial into the material. So rather than existing in a cloud of ideas, 
they begin to drop into the material world and we can start to work with them, transform them, transmute them, make them real. So I hope this has been interesting to you. It's a little a little divergent today to the left, a little pivot to our usual conversations, but it's interesting and one that I'm going to continue to explore more and more. So I hope you've enjoyed it and I look forward to seeing you and being in conversation with you. Much love. Bye.